Another Friday is here. That means it's time for another Speaking For Him podcast. I'm Adam McNutt with you alongside host Andrew Gomison. Hello, Adam. It's nice to be here with you again on another Friday. And I have the privilege today of having with me in the studio the wonderful people that have helped me launch my radio career, Chris and Emily. And for a switch, instead of them interviewing me, I have the privilege of interviewing them today. So welcome to the show, Chris and Emily. It's great to be here. Thank you very much. All right. Well, we're going to start. Chris, how long have you done radio? Well, since the 1800s. And, uh, (laughs) you know, (laughs) I started in radio when I was 16 years old back in 1981. And were, were you doing music radio then? As yeah, well? I, uh, I was at a college radio station, and I was uh, between my sophomore and junior year in high school, and my guidance counselor sent me out there to uh, un, you know, do some more creative work. I'd done a few little television things and some other radio spots, but I actually started, uh, got a college credit for doing radio broadcasting, and uh, they have you change your name. So my very first show, I was uh, Zach Walker. That was my name. <laughs> Zach Walker, did it come from anywhere? Well, Wally Walker is uh, a host on the the uh, rock station in Minneapolis that I grew up listening to. And he was always my favorite announcer. And then I always thought, thought that Zach was the coolest name uh, out there. Because, you know, we all want to have different names. And so when our first son was born, we named him Zach because it's like he could be a junior without being a junior. So I was Zach Walker spinning the hits. <laughs> Interesting behind-the-scenes factoid. Yeah, there you Emily. go. So, Emily, I have a question for you. How did you meet Chris? Well, I was roaming the streets one night, all alone. <laughs> it was a dark, windy, rainy... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I was in high school, and he had just graduated, and his alma mater, so to speak, uh, we were at a football game, and he just walked up to me, said hello, introduced himself, and um, pretty much love at first sight. We started dating, and it wasn't too long after that that uh, we got married then. And that's the truth, because a lot of times she'll tell a story like she found me at the pound kind of thing, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's really interesting, because I have not yet found my Emily, so I always like to hear those stories. Well, yeah. and i got to be honest with you, Andrew, I, because of what you've written in your book, especially in the back of that book, uh, I've, always, I've, I've just, for whatever reason, the Spirit kind of comes out, and I pray for that person for you because i know how important that's going to be for you and and i i seem to have the same kind of faith that 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 day is coming for you buddy i appreciate it um all right well let's uh get through a couple more questions here that i have for you could you both briefly just tell us how you came to know the lord jesus christ personally go ahead now we're (laughs) we're fighting over who's gonna talk this is weird (laughs) considering we're on the air together every day um, what happened in, in my family is uh, in uh, 1978, my dad came to know the Lord at an uh, evangelistic outreach. There, my dad was really into country music a lot, which I think made all of us kids want to get into rock music. I don't know. But there was a country music outreach that was an evangelistic outreach by a guy named Lowell Lundstrom. And he used to travel around the Midwest, and he would hold these uh, country music, gospel music, evangelistic things where they would do country music as a family, but it was gospel country music, if you know, Southern gospel or Midwest gospel, whatever you want to call it. And uh, he'd give a message, and at the end of that message, he had an altar call, and my dad went forward, and he was the first person in any of my extended family to come to know the Lord. And from there, we started going to a very uh, Bible-oriented church that uh, preached the gospel. And uh, we, you know, and, and so I 
I gave my life to Christ at that time as a as a 14 year old, uh, and you know never really um, knew exactly what that meant. It was almost like one of those conversion experiences where the growth had to take place over over the years. And although I know that Christ redeemed me at that moment, it wasn't one of those situations. I wish I, I wish I could have the testimony where I came to know the Lord at 14 and, and I surrendered my life and I've been living for Him every day since. And that just wasn't the case because I had a lot more rough years to go. But that was the time when I was first introduced to the gospel was at the age of 14. Well, you hear that, um, the saying that opposites attract, and that that is really the case when it comes to Chris and I. And uh, the way that I really came to know the Lord was basically through my dad. I had the privilege of growing up with a dad who knew the Lord, who taught me in his ways, and so I don't have this, you know, amazing story of once I was lost and now I am found. And, you know, I was in the in the trenches or in the, in the you know, on the street or anything like that. It was simply I had a really great loving relationship with my dad. And he was an example that made it really easy for me then to love my heavenly father as well. And so um, I was raised in the faith, but it wasn't until I was 24 years old, uh, married, four kids, Chris for a husband. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, life gets really overwhelming. And there was a point in my life where I realized I've got all this head knowledge. I know what's right. I know what's wrong. But there was a total surrender that took place when I was a young adult where I just said, okay, God, it's, it's all yours. And there, and he, he really, um, that new creation that you become, it's really true. It wasn't that I was this horrible person before, which I was, I was a sinful person, still am, but, um, there was a newness inside me where I really truly did thirst for God, hunger for God. I want to know you now, God, not just, not just about you, but I want to know you intimately in a really, really real way. And so, um, it was really kind of amazing because there were so many people in my life, not just my dad, but my husband as well, that really probably without even realizing it fostered that in me, laid that foundation, planted those seeds um, and it really came out of just those really loving relationships. Well, you know, the Bible says that if you abide in me and my words abide in you, um, you will ask what you will and it will be done unto you. Mm-hmm. And it also talks about abiding in Christ so that Christ will come out of you. You know, and I think that when people abide in Christ and they're walking closely with him, then it's a natural result rather than necessarily an effort. Right. And I think that's probably what you were experiencing. Yep. So uh, can you tell me how long you guys have been co-hosts on the radio together? Uh, it's been a, almost a decade. Wow. It's been nine years now. Nine long. <laughs> 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 Wonderful slipped in there somewhere, right? <laughs> now, now, so Chris said he's been doing this since he was a junior in high school. How did you react when, how did you, Emily, react when the possibility of you guys doing radio together came up? I was scared to death. Absolutely scared to death. Radio was nothing I ever wanted anything to do. Um, I'm just one of those people. I don't know why it is, but um, I was always in customer service 
receptionary, you know, receptionist work um, when I was a young adult, when I was in high school, giving speeches and stuff like that, mm-hmm. just aced the classes, but hated every minute of it. Hated being in front of people, hated dealing with people, but for whatever odd reason, God just gave me a, an ability to, to do it. So um, we're out on the mission field in remote Alaska. Chris loves radio. He's been in it for years by this time. And I, I was excited about it because I was starting to see how radio really could reach people for Christ and really put the gospel forward to people that might not otherwise hear it. And I was so content and happy doing all the stuff in the background. You know, I do the computer work, the logs, setting things up, doing a lot of the um, bookkeeping and stuff like that. Well, when you're in the mission field, you don't always have a lot of hands you know, for, for the work to be done. And so there came a day where Chris said, Emily, I need you on air. And, and I knew I didn't really have a choice and I kind of really tried to talk my way out of it. Um, but well, Chris can be persuasive. He can be very (laughs) persuasive actually and very encouraging as well. And it just kind of grew from there. And even to this day, I think, you know, I look at it and I'm amazed that God has put me in this place that I am. And I think it's really simply because of that fact that out on that mission field to the Native American people in Alaska um, that don't, they didn't have a lot of other options, it was a way to share the love of Jesus Christ with people that, that otherwise would not hear it. And another thing to kind of add to that is that when we started doing radio together was long before that. She would actually do commercials for me. Uh, I was a general manager and sales manager of different organizations, and we'd always need a female voice. And when she would come in and do some of these ads, you could just hear she had this big market voice. And in 2002, I wanted to start, I really felt God leading us to do like a Chris and Emily morning show type thing. And I was a sports broadcaster, and I was also the fill-in for my morning shows, comedy morning shows, when they would take vacations. But when you're the boss and you say, how did I do? You know, everybody, oh, you did real good. You know, it's like you didn't, I didn't really know. And so I went to some other people around the country in the industry and I said, I have a, I really feel like we should just, you know, go to Christian radio and Emily and I should host a morning show. And in 2002, I got separate feedback from multiple people that said, nobody will ever hire you because you have, (laughs) because you're like a sports guy and more of a management guy. And she is, uh, even though you're a stand-up comic, that doesn't count. And she has no experience. She's, she works for the state of Minnesota. She's, she's a housewife. No one's going to hire you, not even in the Christian industry. So when this opportunity for Alaska came up, I told her, I said, we'll go out there and we'll put the show together and we'll know if, if it'll work or not. And so as we get going out there, she's all you know, for it because she's you know, wonderful. But on the same token... <laughs> When it came time to actually start doing the broadcast, she struggled really hard for the first three or four months. And, I mean, it, it was still good. You could still tell it was going to be a, a good show. And so when we our mission time was coming up after about a year and a half, I knew we had something. I knew we had something that was pretty good radio standards. But it's hard when it's your voice. I'm sure you're learning that now, Andrew. It's hard to judge what you're doing on your podcast or even on our Devotions in Motion when it's yourself. But when other people give you the the insight on it, it it makes a difference. So we sent our tapes out to five different radio companies as our mission time came up and we got four job offers. And one of them was to become the station manager morning show in Phoenix, Arizona, which kind of justified the big chance we took by 
going out to Alaska. It was like that was the one time in my career I can say where I, you know, everything that God had laid on my heart when I was obedient and blindly just following him, that we were vindicated. And, and it felt really good. And then after four years in Arizona, we started our own ministry and uh, ended up coming here to Michigan so that we could do our nonprofit ministry by vocational because uh, JQ99 is a commercial Christian radio station, and that's kind of why we're here. One of the questions that some people, like myself, especially since it's hard for me to keep warm in the winter, would ask is, what would possess you to come from Arizona to a place <laughs> like Michigan? But seeing that you were also in Alaska for a while, this must have been like the tropics compared to Alaska. Quite honestly, it really is. It's kind of the the best of all worlds. We grew up in Minnesota. Of course, he gets bitterly cold there. And uh, <laughs> we've lived all over. We've lived in Germany. We've lived in Alaska. We've lived in Arizona. And uh, so we've, we've felt the extreme hot. We've felt the extreme cold. And uh, Michigan really is just, it's like, it's not, it's cold, but not too cold. Hot, but not too hot. And uh, we love the snow. Of course, growing up in Minnesota, I, I, you can take the snow out of the girl, but you can't take the girl out of the snow. How does that go? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Not like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I can speak with, for a lot of people in West Michigan uh, when I say that we're all thankful that you guys made the decision to come to Michigan, and we love waking up with Chris and Emily in the morning. Thank so, you. Well, and, you know, our journey is just a classic example of part of our calling the calling of our ministry, because I believe, is broadcast in events. And, and the, the, the sidebar to that, that we added onto our mission statement, was to try to be a catalyst to help people that want to serve God in a certain way. When I've been in radio most of my you know, life, from the time I got a driver's license to now, radio on and off in every position you can possibly imagine, and yet I still couldn't go get a Christian morning show with my wife because we didn't have the right kind of experience— you can't get a show in radio unless you have experience. So how do you get experience if you can't get a job? That is one of the questions of my entire life yeah, isn't right it? there. Well, <laughs> and so whether it's an author or whether it's a comic that needs a start to open one of our comedy shows or Devotion in Motion is literally an extension of the fulfilling of our calling to give people a platform to find out how God might want to use that. So that's why we're here today, Andrew, is because we're watching you literally fulfill the calling we've had for a decade. And that's what makes it exciting for us. Same with uh, Scooter behind the uh, board over there. You know, he came here as an intern, and his project is not mine, but every time he succeeds or takes a step forward, there's a little bit inside me that just cheers because that's what God wants from us is to help our brothers and sisters get to that next level if that's what God wants for them. And I don't want, I mean, I just want to see people get opportunities to find out, and, and that's why it's cool to see you're, you're finding out. Yeah, it is exciting, and Scooter uh, keeps accumulating <laughs> nicknames. Uh, it follows me wherever I go. It's so, like a bunch of gnats on what, your shirt are, and walking around. The, Scooter, Scooter McNutt, what else? Uh, well, my name's Adam McNutt. That's the original. <laughs> and then you have <laughs> Scooter, and uh, you had Scooter McTavish yes. for a while. <laughs> we could do a whole other show explaining Adam that McButter one. Adam McButterpants, I yeah. think, was one of Adam them. McButter, yeah. McNutter Butter. <laughs> Nutter butter cookies, uh, and then you go back to elementary school, and I'd need oh. a therapist after that. <laughs> you have McDonald's See, I'm, adults, I'm but... hearing ones that I hadn't even heard yet, so this is good. But... Oh, good, ammo. That's good. Well, I, 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 was, I was referring, actually, though, to Astro Boy, which is kind of the newest one. You can't see right now. My hair's gelled up, and yeah. Astro Boy's gelled up, and that's well, I guess what it looks like. I, you're two degrees from Tintin. <laughs> <laughs> 
going in the right direction then. <laughs> right. Okay, well, I was going to ask you about your nonprofit, but you kind of have already answered that question. So let's end with this one. What um, is the biggest blessing? And then follow that up with what is the biggest challenge of working together as a couple? <laughs> as a coworker, Careful. I'm curious. <laughs> <laughs> I shall I shall say nothing. <laughs> um I will say I will say that one of the biggest blessings is that it is watching God work because we got down on our knees in 2002 and we asked God for this. And so when you ask God for something and he gives it to you and it doesn't look the way you envision it to look, you still need to understand that God's involved. And I think that it's the weird hours that we have and that it would be really hard to do family life with as many weird hours as you put in as a radio personality, especially in other markets we've been in and and even here now. It's that we have this uh, life that we're sharing together and we ask God for it. I think one of the biggest drawbacks is that we never get to ask each other, how was your day? You know, because we were there. You know that or talk on the phone. Yeah, we haven't. We, we've only had like three phone conversations in the last like seven years. <laughs> wow, because we're always there. Go yeah. ahead. You're well, I think the biggest blessing is Chris and I have had really an opportunity to go deeper into the fullness of what it is to be a husband and wife, what it is to be full life teammates, and. Um, we we prayed for this. We asked God for two years. We prayed for this, and um, I I get a lot of people that say, you know, I could never work with my husband, or I could never work with my wife. And I I want to say, and I don't say it, but I'm going to say it right now. You can. That's what you were created to do: is to be that help meet. Well, in point of fact, they are if they're married. They're exactly, working you are compatible. God created you to fit together like puzzle pieces in every way, and I, it's been a real encouragement because one of the things that Chris has said to me real early on when we started working together was, uh, "Emily, I'm here." My role as a husband is to help you become everything God has created you to be. And so I I carry that one statement with me quite often, especially even in the difficult times, because I realize that that's really true. And it's really been a pleasure pleasure and a, and a blessing just to see that fullness in a relationship that God created a marriage to be. And I think the biggest drawback is that... Um, it's not really drawback, but we really had to learn how to have a co-worker relationship. Our relationship changes when we walk through the office door or through the studio door because it's so easy to take those, um, to communicate with each other in, a, in the same way as we would at home. And yet, when you're in that office environment, when you're in that work environment, there's just a different code. There's a different set of rules that you have to really fit into and on the same token of course chris and i are going to say things to each other that other co-workers are not going to say to each other but on the same I token i don't share coffee cups with other co-workers okay it, 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 but... it didn't take me long i have to say to figure out that you guys were a married couple just because um co-hosts that weren't married would not get away with some of the conversations that you guys have on the air we have to re-explain periodically to listeners that we are married 
and it makes it okay again. <laughs> All right. Well, I really appreciate having you guys here. Thank you for coming. Thank you for sharing with us. I wish you all the best with your nonprofit and your radio ministry, and I hope to continue uh, to be involved with you and that you stay in the West Michigan area for many years to come. And uh, I just would like to say we're really proud of speaking for him. We're glad that we know it. We're glad that uh, uh, whatever little bit of things that God has used for us to be able to uh, help you spread the gospel. And uh, thanks for being firm on the Word of God, being our final authority for our life here on earth and, and holding tight to those truths because that's what we uh, need together as as uh, brothers and sisters in the Lord. Absolutely. Well, to all of you out there, I hope that you have a great weekend. And as I always say, keep serving the best of Matthew.